What'd you do? No, what'd you do? You're 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 all jinkity janked. You're not looking right. Yeah, I I had an injury over the weekend. <laughs> I'm Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown. This yeah. is Black Sheep Radio, which we'll touch on in a second. Uh, but first of all, you don't look right. What, what what'd you do? Well, you know, like I your neck's all. Yeah, like I'm I'm a little I'm a little tight for okay. sure in my neck. Uh, it's been a couple of days since the I sustained the injury, uh, and I, I've had a couple of days to. Okay, wait. I'm. I, can I stop you right here? Sure. Okay. If you sustain an injury, <laughs> it's because some wrongdoing was incurred upon you. That is sustaining an injury. So before we go any further, because I don't know much about this injury. In fact, I know nothing about this injury mm. other than your neck looks all <clears throat> fucked up. Yeah. Uh, did you sustain this injury? Did 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 you do this to yourself, or did somebody else hurt your neck? It, yeah, it's important to be precise with your language for sure. Yep. I didn't. I did it to myself. Okay. Um. And 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 like I said, I had two. I've had two days or so to to come up with a better story than what actually happened. And I, and I haven't I haven't actually come up with a better story. So I'll just kind of tell it what happened. Okay. So again, to interrupt. Wrestling a bear is always yeah. the way to go. Yeah, I don't okay. think I don't think anybody think would would believe that I survived that. But so after you wrestled the bear, Chris, yeah, what happened? So so um, Friday night I wrestled a bear. It was fine. He kicked his sure. ass completely. I woke up the Damn next. Right mo- I, I woke up. I woke up the next morning. Yeah, and it was probably like eight or so o'clock. You know, just a, just a little tight from you know. It was it was. I exerted a lot of energy when I was fucking that bear up. Sure. And then I I Who wouldn't. So I, I wanted to see like how what time it was. So like I I turned my head to go look at the clock at the side of my bed <laughs> you heard, you and that's what did me in the bear couldn't do it but, you hurt but your neck looking at your alarm clock I, I hurt my neck looking at my alarm, alarm clock, clock. <sighs> this that's it right like that's it for me now right yeah that's it for you yeah yeah, yeah that's I, it. I, I i so like uh, okay so did you wake up late like was it a snap Oh my God! I've slept in. Could mm-hmm. you at least give yourself that, or it was just like, well, what time is it? No, I, I, it wasn't even like a snap movement. It was like it a was gentle, a, and then a like, and I was like, oh God, what is it? This is this is ridiculous. And as a result, you you looked like the elephant man. Yeah, like you're, you're you're messed up. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, right. sh- I should have some sort of bag on my head. You know, uh, I'll say this. I, I think everybody has hurt themselves in a very ridiculous way. My dad uh, hurt his neck uh, and I ran into him and he was he was looking much like you. Like he, he looked <laughs> he looked very indecisive, like with his head off to the side. Yeah. What'd you do to your neck? And it turns out that he forgot that when you're vigorously brushing your teeth you're supposed to move your hands to do that. And instead he moved his head. So he started vigorously shaking his head to brush his teeth and hurt his neck. It, I, I just, I'm getting over a broken ankle. I slipped on a plastic bag in the snow. 
Oh. I was I, but that was after I was wrestling a bear. Chris. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I had just like I, 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 I saw the bag and I thought I could use that to wipe the blood off my hands. <laughs> and as it turns out, uh, I, I, anyway, yeah. There's yeah. no grit. Like everyone likes to think that like you get these injuries in some really manly, accomplished occurrence, but in reality, most like just no, everyday we're injuries. not men. No, no, we're yeah. idiots. Yeah, that's all. So going forward. Uh, perhaps on our next episode of Black Sheep Radio, uh, we can talk about stupid injuries. Let's talk about Black Sheep Radio. It's yeah. now official, sir. Yeah, yeah. I was a little worried. Yeah. I, I so so I had to do a little bit of of back and forth with with Mark Zuckerberg, and um, sure. And eventually, I got him to see the light, and he he um, took a personal interest, and he's like, okay, like we'll we'll do this. You know, you make a strong case, and they they finally switched it over. But there was a little. There's now, a little pushback. I don't know if you heard, but Mark Zuckerberg was nodding so fervently about <laughs> Black Sheep Radio, he hurt his neck. That's, fuck, man. I feel for him, you know? After wrestling. Finally, bear. something I have in common with Mark Zuckerberg. Right? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that and the whole bear wrestling. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, going forward, yeah. Black Sheep Radio now on Facebook and the Twitter and Instagram feeds. Yeah. Yeah. So those are like radio. Everything is yeah. now Black Sheep Radio. Yeah. Like the Twitter and Instagram feeds <laughs> are just radio underscore sheep. But, um, well, I mean, it'll still appear that once you follow it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's cool to get in the Facebook thing. Like that was that was a big, that was a big thing for me. I, I was it was a very like I was it was a big relief once it finally uh, switched over away from the Ben and Chris show because it, it just shows like you know, s- step by step we're just moving forward in this thing. Well, this show is not about me or you or or anything other than uh, it, it, this is a community show, and I mean that seriously. Yeah, and as a result. Uh, we have our very first guest. So cool. Who is an old friend of mine, uh, who I used to work with at Y108, Bach in the D. Uh, same with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We all have Y108 roots here. Uh, Mark Lefebvre is here. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? How are you? <laughs> Dude. <laughs> How can I be the first oh, guest on this oh, show? God. Well, you know, we're low budget, dude. <laughs> Clearly. Welcome to my dining room. Welcome. No, welcome to what we do. This is this it. This is fantastic. Yeah, man. I've listened to six episodes. I uh, What I like about it, and I, I said this to you when I walked in, yeah. is it's like Ben the teenager getting into radio again. Like, you're so excited, and I can just, yeah. I can see it, and you're, you're giddy. <laughs> I don't know it, if I've ever no, used the term giddy. No, it's man, true. It's, it's true. I, I, you know, it, it's like get, get, getting on uh, back on a bike, it feels familiar. Yeah. But, uh, no, you guys sound great. Everything's yeah. good. Getting thanks, good response man. online. And yeah. And good. thanks for coming in. <laughs> yeah. Pre- really appreciate so it. So before we get to anything else, uh, and, and, and I mean, the reason you're here is because I love you dearly. Thank and you. We, we've been friends for a long yeah. time and you've, you've got a cool topic to discuss tonight in the weekly three. But first of all. Yes. Have you ever injured yourself embarrassingly after wrestling a bear? Uh, after wrestling, uh, I don't know if I've injured myself after wrestling a bear. I was, however, changing a light bulb for a bear one time in a <laughs> beer fridge and I couldn't feel where the bulb was supposed to go. So the, the, the I mean, what you do obviously is you stick your fingers into the socket to really determine where oh. that light bulb should go. Oh. So, oh no. Yeah. You yeah, and I don't have any superpowers after, so it's it was disappointing. So you, oh, like, oh, big time, big time. Did you? Fall? It was like getting a big time handshake. 
<laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Have you ever electrocuted yourself I have. like badly? Yeah. I, it's not I've a done good it feeling. multiple yeah. times. <laughs> right. It's it's you know what's know what's really fucked up about getting electrocuted is it's completely wait. wait. What isn't fucked up well, about yeah. getting electrocuted? It's just it's so much more debilitating than you could possibly imagine. Like it stops you in your tracks. It's not like getting cut where yeah. you can just go about your day. You literally just like it just like yeah. Well, and it's it's always your fault. Unless yeah, you get hit by enough. lightning, mm. it's your fault. Yeah. I remember being young and reaching behind the TV to plug my Nintendo in. Mm. And if you picture a power bar in your mind, you've got the two prongs next to the two prongs. Well, I stuck it in the middle two prongs, so basically in between two. So and, you had ooh. like a negative, negative, positive, yeah, positive. Had a little bit of trouble letting go of the letting go of the plug. Holy too. shit! Right. Right. <laughs> so yeah. And yeah. you know what made that whole experience worse? <laughs> you were standing on the back of a fucking bear. <laughs> like serious. Oh, I yeah. do. I shot lightning out of my hand at right? the after that. Yeah. God, and can we please just take a moment to express our condolences to all of these bears that we have Yeah. We've defeated. They gotta be an endangered no, not, species. Not the one I now. got. Right? <laughs> no. I got him no. <laughs> He's all right. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be just fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I shocked him back to life. <laughs> <laughs> right, it was a dead bear. Yeah. 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 yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I brought See. back the one you guys had killed, basically. <laughs> <laughs> We're in uh, Hamilton, Ontario, and mm. um, Chris and I have been talking for a while about making Black Sheep Radio a little, not entirely, but a little Hamilton-centric. Yeah. About well, stuff yeah. that goes on around what happens where we live. So, uh, Cops at Mulberry, my daughter's favorite coffee shop. Yes. Yeah, I love that place, too, actually. Too. It's got one, of, as far as coffee shops go, in my opinion, it's got the best patio that in the city. Yep. Um, You've not been, Mark. I've never been. It's okay. so good. I don't think so. Have you? No, no? I've never been. No. no. Yeah. Okay. No. All right. Yeah. So uh, Argo Mike threw this one out Especially at us. Especially not after this today. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, so so what happened was <clears throat> um, Mulberry Street was, was uh, it's a popular cafe, uh, coffee shop on on James Street. On James North. Yeah. yeah. And, James and North every, or James? James. Uh, James. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's James North. Yeah. Should yeah, be. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Whatever. Yeah. Anyways. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> so on on May fourteenth, uh, would it was going to be like they were hosting a coffee with a cop event, is what they call it, and they do it every single year. It's, it's a recurring event. I I think it's a recurring event. It's, that's my my uh, my understanding of the situation. Um, and the idea was that on May fourteenth, between three and five p.m., they were going to have police officers show up, sit down, and and invite people from the community to sit down and have a coffee with them and ask them questions. Right? It, it seems. It seems pretty innocuous. It seems pretty reasonable. I, I've heard of things like this before. Um, I've heard of uh, community cop barbecues where they do similar things, where you yeah. can just go up. I, I mean, it's just another day, uh, another day in a in a uh, an urban police department, as far as I'm concerned. But uh, sure, man, you're supposed to reach out to the community and blah 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 blah. Like that's that's what you do. That's part of the gig. Yeah. So so what went wrong? So yeah. So apparently some of the customers and the staff at uh, Mulberry Street Coffee House reached out to the owners and told them um, that no bueno, they weren't up for it. So uh, on Friday, um, this would have been this past Friday, they came out on Facebook and they said, this is this is what they the I'm just going to read it due to the, due to the response from our community. Mulberry has decided to no longer host coffee with a cop. Mulberry wants to continue to be a safe space. We know that this takes work and we are still learning. Thank you for calling us in and holding us accountable for our actions. If you have any feedback with regards to our community partnerships, please contact info at mulberrycoffeehouse.com. 
So before we get into like breaking it down, the, the word was that there were going to be big demonstrations outside of the event on the day of the event. And, and they were concerned about that security reasons, probably like I can understand a small business, like not wanting to throw themselves in the middle of like something because sure. then they, they'd have to. I mean, there's going to be cops there, so I don't know how much security you really have to worry about. <laughs> De- Wait, we, demonstrating we, what? Do we, you know what? And we want this to be a safe space. It's a room full of cops. How much safer? Uh, okay. Wait, I, I, I'm going to hit the brakes on myself here. So first of all, how do you feel about this? Um, well, there's so many things to kind of unpack here. Uh, like this, the the event is specifically designed to to bridge the gap between the community and between the police the community officers and the police to alleviate that that tension that people seem to have with police officers that's the goal of it they're they're making themselves accessible and now they're like the people that feel uncomfortable about being around police instead of being proactive and, and engaging with the police officers and, and, and explaining to them how they feel about the situation they're telling them no we don't want to make this better Right. We don't want to have anything to do with you. We, we're we're not going to take any proactive steps to make this better. We're, we're going to continue to kind of hit the divide. And it, it puts it in Mulberry Street Coffee House. It puts them in an interesting position because it's like, what are you going to do? Like you, you're kind of at the mercy of these people. This is your customer base. And then, yeah, but like I, I just I don't know. If, I don't know. As a coffee shop, I don't, I don't know if I want to piss off cops. Right. <laughs> right. That's a good point. Well, Very yeah, good point. Yes. As the owner of Granddad's Donuts, <laughs> sorry, the walnut crunch is off the menu. I just, I just don't understand what it is they're demonstrating. Okay. What it is they're protesting? Like I, well, what is there to protest? Okay, okay. Uh, listen, uh, uh, can I add some? Please. Do you guys mind? Of course, yeah. To add a little bit of perspective to this, it is a complete uh, being a police officer, being an officer of the law, um, is a precarious job. I speculate. Never been one. Um, But when you get a a bad one, it magnifies itself a thousand times. Mm -hmm. There are asshole radio DJs. There are asshole cops. There are asshole EMTs. There are asshole mailmen. There are asshole construction workers. Priests. There are asshole priests. Mm-hmm. Right. Good point, Mark. Yeah. very. Good it, like point. there's there's asshole everybody, no matter what you do, no matter what your walk of life is. OK, but it's magnified a little bit because you're a police officer and you're held to bring up the priest thing. You're held to a higher regard, like you're expected to be. Dare I say without fault. No. Yeah. You, yeah. Right. Yeah. And there are police officers who are certainly with fault. Just like any other walk of life, just like any other profession. The unfortunate thing is, is that with police officers, we tend to go, okay, they're all like that. So if the cops are going to be there, look at any protest in the States. Look at any police officer. 99% of the people who are in uniform out there are good, decent human beings who would take a fucking bullet for your family. For you, who would stand in the line of fire for anything. For anything. These are people who go to work every day, armed, and expect, in the back of their minds, I might get shot at today, I might not come home. And for that, they deserve their our absolute respect. 
and to take a few bad apples, which is what we tend to do with this minimalization of going out. Well, asshole cop, they must all be assholes. When this sounds to me like an event where there are good cops who are out to understand how can we do a better job and then to boycott a place that's hosting that is some shameful shit. And that's 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 all I got to say about that. I I remember being a kid and Officer Less used to come to our school and he used to he used to bring Elmer the safety elephant. And I picture people picketing outside the school because Officer Less was there and Mm. they don't like the police. Like, is this just a matter of Canadians tend to, especially with anything that's cool in the States, we take it here and we try to do our own little Canadian version of it. Are we just taking problems that are going on in the States and saying, oh, there, there's asshole cops here, too, without actually having... No, maybe maybe ass- I, no, I don't. I don't see the same type, like Ferguson, Missouri type situations in, in Canada. But there are asshole cops here. Oh, there are. Of course. But the crappy part about being... This is kind of my point, is, is, is the crappy part about being a cop. Try to be a good one. And you can be the best cop in the world and, and do what I just described. I'll take a bullet for you. And uh, if you're getting the shit kicked out of you on the sidewalk, I'll be there to get rid of the guy who's kicking the shit out of you. And I'll take the shit kicking in the process because I'm a cop and that's my job and that's what I chose to do. But nobody, who takes the time, who takes the time to recognize that? Yeah. So, so, um, Hamilton uh, Deputy Police Chief Frank Bergen came out with a statement following following this event, yeah. uh, as you'd expect. Sure. Uh, and he said, um, when difficult conversations don't occur, there are missed opportunities for better understanding and change. We are committed to getting to know our community to reinforce understanding and build partnerships. Our officers are part of the fabric of our community. It is important that we work together. Yes. Right. I, I couldn't agree no, more. I got I to protest that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. I'm demonstrating. No, you're not. Completely fa- unreasonable. You're not a part of the fabric of the community <laughs> until somebody's breaking into my house and I got to call 911 and, well, I don't want that asshole who gave me a speeding ticket to show up at my place. It, never- it, it, it just, come on. Let, let's be real. Let's be real. Yeah. But we've all been on the wrong. Okay, maybe we all haven't been on the wrong side of the law. God, I, I know I have. But... Uh, I have a good friend who's a police officer who's always asked, well, geez, if you're out of your jurisdiction, so if you're a Hamilton cop and you're in Toronto, you're not allowed to do anything to me, right? And yes, you are. You can be a police officer anywhere you want to be. And when you need a police officer, <laughs> suddenly they're not such bad guys mm-hmm. or women, right? Like they're they're good people. So when you need them, they're the best thing. They're the best people in the world. When they happen to inconvenience you because you didn't put a new sticker on your license plate or whatever the case may be, or you ran a red light, suck it up, buttercup. Cops are there to do to do right, mm-hmm. ultimately. Some aren't. Very few aren't. A minuscule portion of police officers are fucking assholes. Mm-hmm. As is all Society. of humankind. Yeah, man. Like, yeah, yeah. as as are all of us. I'd be it, disturbed if there was no asshole cops, to be mm, honest with so you. So stop Just holding a, these people up mm-hmm. to such high standards where you're going to boycott a coffee shop for having a few cops in 
to talk to the community and find out how they can do a better job. Yeah. Chris, what do you think? Well, I think uh, Mark made a really good point about, you know, uh, there there's probably some sort of bleed over from what's happening in the U.S. But the difference, though, is that, um, you know, this isn't Ferguson. Like this isn't this isn't a, a, somebody dying in the streets because a cop killed him. This is cops trying to do good in the community. So that's what's so frustrating about it. Like I understand if you're protesting bad behavior by police officers, but protesting good behavior by police officers is just confusing, and it, it's it's it not confusing. It's protesting for the sake of protest, and that's just what people do now. They bitch for the sake of bitching. Like mm. just you'll see a post, and it'll be like, "Hey, big drug seizure this weekend in Hamilton." It'll be up on the on the Facebook page, and they'll show, "Oh, well, while you were getting all that pot, what about all?" All the crack dealer. Well, there, there's more than two cops, eh? Like, there's more than mm. just the guys that did that bust. There's a couple other ones that probably are dealing with crack houses too. Like, people just bitch for the sake of bitching, and it's just you guys. I know you guys have talked about it before. Like, social media. It's just it's like anti-social media now because that's not the way people are. Yeah. People aren't the way they speak online, and and don't bitch that much, or else you'd hear it all the time everywhere you walk. And mm. I, I, like, I'll add this: like, even the American spillover and all that sort of stuff. 99% of the cops in America are good people yeah. guys. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're all they're, they're good people. Yeah, and 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 1% of any insert profession here, 1%, maybe 2%, maybe 3, a vast minority of any profession are dicks. The yeah. rest are just like you and me, they're Human. good people. They make people make they're mistakes. Human like, like the, in the states, for example, I don't want to go too much in the states because this is a Canadian story. But I, I think the the situation is a lot more heightened because guns are everywhere, and yeah. like you can't, you can never read the situation. The stakes are so much higher here. I, I do think that, like, yeah, like what Mark was saying, like that that it's just there's this bleed over, and we want to be a part of this anti police thing. I think it's dangerous. Um, because it's, well, I mean, the police are a part of the fabric of the community. They're what people, they're, they're the people that keep, uh, everyone safe and in order. And they're just trying to do their good job, do a good job and learn from the community. It's so frustrating. That's it. They're just trying, you know? Yeah. So give them a break and, and stop being an asshole. If you're boycotting a coffee shop for having some cops in, I'm, very rarely do I take a really strong stance and say, fuck you on something. But if you boycotted that coffee shop, fuck you. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, it's, they're cops. They're good people. Yeah. And you guys can tell me to lay off and, and maybe not be so harsh about it. But no, can I add one more thing? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're one of those asshole cops and you're listening. Yeah. Fuck off. Fuck Stop yeah. it. You're ruining it for the rest of them. Right. Yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. Good point, you're, man. Yeah, you're very right. Yeah. Good point. Very right. Good point. It's all about balance. Yeah. You know? you it's, got the it's, public it's, trust, man. That's a, that's a big responsibility. Yeah. But most of, most of them handle it. that public trust yeah. well. Like you got that responsibility. Respect that responsibility. You don't use it to your own personal advantage. Like, I, I mean, that's, that's, is that all, you know? Let us know is what that, you think. Yeah, for Black sure. Black Sheep Radio. Yeah, Black on the Sheep Facebook Radio. page. Yeah, at BSR Podcast is our is our handle on Facebook. So, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. I like that it's, it's also BS Radio too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah. So. yeah, it is. I know. BS Radio. It makes so much sense. It fine. really, it really, it really, it really works. I really get home now. Yeah. All right. Uh, item two on the weekly three. Uh, and uh, you know what? Uh, let's bring in Mark on this one. Love it. Yeah. This was his idea. Is it about getting electrocuted again? No, oh. man. But you might cry as a result. You might cry as a result. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. All right. 
So go. Just, yours. I, I just I, I mainly just shot you a question and it was just a, a very random thing as I was kind of sitting on the sure. couch um, of uh, how easily you cry. And I know that's kind of a weird question to get from another man during just a, like a random Monday during the day. But uh, you know what I mean? And I'm not just talking cry like, you know, what I mean, like mm. when, when you hurt yourself, <laughs> you know, I mean, when you hurt your neck or when you fought with the bear. But um like cry, like cry about something that maybe happened with your daughter or cry about something that maybe happened uh, at work or or cry in a movie or a show. Like, are you are you an emotional guy? And the reason I ask is because I need I need someone to join me because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm a highly emotional person. All right. I'm going to go out. I'm going to roll the dice here sure. and say that uh, I am sitting uh, as a man. I am sitting. Wait, I want to back up. As a man, why am I even justifying that? No. All I'm saying is I'm sitting here with two easy criers, and I too am an easy cry. <laughs> so you are? Oh, big confirm, time. big time. Yeah, Chris? absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You're an like easy 100%. cry too. Yeah, it's 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 really. I don't care really what pe- like it's. I'm more like shocked that. <laughs> certain like at the stuff that I tear up at it's like embarrassing like I can watch like a fucking reality TV show I'm watching <laughs> I'm not even fucking kidding <laughs> sorry, sorry, I'm not, sorry no, I don't mean to make no, fun of your okay. crying sorry it's all good no it's, all good. I, it's not even it's not that it, it's not even that I'm embarrassed to be seen crying I'm just like why is this why this is ridiculous. am I crying right now so like that like like I'll, I like reality TV shows like like those like Big Brother Survivor yeah. or whatever and a lot sure. of times they have like Survivor. yeah it's fucking dope <laughs> yeah underrated People oh. sh- talk shit about it, but oh, they... 26 they, seasons going strong, buddy. Exactly. <laughs> Jeff Probst. <laughs> Sorry. Anyways. No, legit. We can... Fuck. I'm down I, for that. I still watch the show. Yeah, it's yeah. so good. I don't know if I cry during the fucking thing. Well, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Maybe you do, because I now, think you do. Now, wait a minute. Hang out over there, asshole. Because <laughs> yeah. we're going to have to discuss I, <laughs> what makes you cry, too. Mine's highly emotional. All right, but, but hang on. Well, no. Oh, this, yeah, is okay. emo- this is emotional, too. So, so yes. the, every... In those shows, there's always, there's always like, a, a, a competition or like a some sort of random chance encounter where one of the encounter one of the contestants wins an opportunity to like meet their loved ones and, uh, oh yeah. right uh, uh, the loved yeah. one thing on survivor it, okay. it always gets me i was wrong always <laughs> you're right it's like <laughs> <laughs> it, was, like it was like two weeks ago if i'm not mistaken i don't know was, i didn't i haven't watched yeah, this new was, season but it always it always gets me you just yeah. like see it it's like I don't know because Survivor is super dramatic and they're all like standing there on the beach and they're like off in the distance you see like a boat and all the people in the in the in the contestants are standing there and they're like oh I don't know like what is that like is that Jeff and it's like mom and then it's just like everyone just starts bawling and like you know you always see that one contestant that really fucking loves their mom or their really wants to see their their loved one like it's been a long 32 days in Fiji or wherever they are yeah yeah when you see like the guy and he's like way too close with his sister and you're like huh what's going on there but anyways (laughs) do you know what I mean sometimes it's weird like sometimes it's awkward no and yeah but then yeah they had to sit back and rationalize like I don't know these people yeah, I'll never it's see so them. Silly. I'll never meet them. Yeah. I don't know anything about them, really, yeah, other to... than I see them for an hour a week. And within that <laughs> hour, I see them for five minutes. I don't even know these people. Yeah. But for some reason, your brother just showed up on the beach. And I'm... <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my God. And you're devastated. And uh, I can totally identify with that. I have, I'll admit, I have cried at the Survivor family reunion thing. Mm-hmm. A couple times it's gotten me. I've been watching this with my kids and my wife since 
2000. Since, since the whole thing Hatch. started. Mm. Since Richard Hatch. <laughs> yeah, naked mm. And <laughs> it, is, it has gotten me a couple times, not every time, but it's gotten me where I was like, wow, that's really touching. Mm-hmm. What's your easy cry over there? Uh, this actually came up because I'm going to be going to a trivia night in a few weeks, and it's a Fresh Prince of Bel-Air trivia night. As I, like, wait, 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 back up. You were just about to bust his balls for Survivor, and you cried at the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air? There is an episode, okay. the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where his dad comes back. Chris, you know about this? Will Smith's dad. And I know you're not a big fan of Will Smith, but this might be next to Ali, his best fucking acting performance. Mm. Chris his, is nodding here like everybody da- knows oh, it. Yeah. His dad I comes don't. back. His dad comes back. Okay. Gets them all excited. Tells him he's going to go on a, a big trip for the summer with them. Okay. And then at the last minute, he does what his dad has always done. He bails, bails on oh. him. And he bails on him at the last minute. And Will Smith tries to play it all cool. And then Uncle Phil comes in. And tries to make him feel better. And he gets angry at Uncle Phil. And he's like, you're not my father. And every fucking time I watch that, Oof. I start to tear up. And I think it's just like the survivor Let thing. It's not, what you, it's not that you don't have a relationship with those people. It's that you start getting introspective. Like, how's the relationship right? with my dad? Like, you personalize Even if it was great, you still just... And that's a sign of good acting, too. So Will Smith. In, it was... It, that's, the thing is, is that's the scene... Him. Like that that scene in particular. As soon as he mentioned it, and you didn't know this was coming, Chris. You didn't know that Mark was going to say this. No. But as soon as he said it, you started nodding. Before he even talked about the episode, you're like, oh my God, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. You knew right away. He can picture his dad in his face when he's like, oh, sorry, like, you know, I'll be back at the end of the summer and we'll get together again. He knows. Yeah. Well, when you said said Fresh Prince, (laughs) immediately I'm like, oh, he's talking about that episode. He's talking about, (laughs) yeah. I knew right away. I knew right away. He started nodding. Yeah, right away, I knew like, right away. Oh, shit, he's going to talk about. Now, let me ask you. Powerful Paul, episode. And yeah. I am willing to share about my crying experiences. Sure, yeah, sure. I have no shame in it whatsoever. But before I before I say that, let me ask you this, because this happens to me. OK, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily even seeing that episode of Survivor or that episode of The Fresh Prince or whatever may make you cry. Does the thought of it ever where you just think about it and you get so caught up in it. You don't even have to be watching it or experiencing it, but just the thought of it brings you to tears because that happens to me every once in a while. Yeah. Where it's like, no, I'm, I'm not there. I'm not, this is not fresh. This is not new. I've experienced this before, whatever it may be, the death of a loved one, something on TV, uh, w- whatever the case may be, uh, something that you read, something that really moved you to tears where you think about it again and you're moved to tears again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you, you were describing that scene, I physically got chills. You started not. Like I didn't start crying, but like I legit like got like goosebumps just thinking about it. Just parent stuff. Like everybody has that like trigger that like gets them all sentimental. I don't have kids, but I'd imagine if I had kids, oh, like as I get thinking older, about kids, it would be like, I like, you know, I used to, for example, like I used to be able to watch, um, uh, Silence of the Lambs all the like I love one of my favorite yeah. movies and now that like I'm dating like like Brie my girlfriend I can't even handle watching that movie I had to turn it off when I had it on because it's just it's too vivid you know what I mean yeah. it's I can't handle Do I know it. what you mean well I went yeah. and saw yeah, uh, mine is uh, Mystic River oh fuck oh, yeah, yeah. Sean Penn that's yeah, my yeah. daughter <sighs> done mm. done I think and, and that's why I asked because yeah. I think about that scene and I'll well up yep 
Like if I really think about reliving that and what that would be like, yep. I well up. Like I, I'm, I, I'm done. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Even thinking about it now, I know. I, uh, it's the, it's hard to think of. Mystic River. Wow, that's like a. Is there a uh-huh. weird like? Have you? Is there a weird one where it's like I can't believe I'm tearing up at this? Oh, that's a you good know question. like like Mystic River. Like you'd have to be like a fucking robot to not be affected to by not that. be. That's, that's Dude, yeah. you're right, Chris. Yeah, you are absolutely that movie, right. That movie's so. You good. have to be an unfeeling, selfless, selfish asshole to not cry at seeing that. Yeah, like that. That movie's so good, right? That I can't watch it ever again. But like, you, I couldn't possibly. Yes, you know what there, I mean? There are weird ones too. Right? Yeah, for sure. Like why, bullshit. Why, like I like. Why like am the, I crying? <laughs> yeah, like the the end of the last Toy Story three. Have you guys seen Toy Story three? Well, that's because they just concede to death. It's that's a terrible the, fucking scene. They yeah. just give up. What the fuck was that? Come on. <laughs> fucking Andy wants you back. That was fucking dark. I have I not seen it, but you guys are having a moment right so, now. I don't so, want to get in between. We're going to have a separate Survivor Toy Story podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Toy, so Toy Story 3, at the end of Toy Story 3, they're all like on this raft, like floating towards an incinerator. And they can't They And there's a moment there where they're like fighting to try to get away and, and try to find a solution to get out of it. But then they, they get over that and then they accept that they're all going to get destroyed. Yeah. And then they start looking at each other and like hugging each other and being like, it was just really just. It's a kid's movie. For yeah, it was, it was horrifying. <laughs> it's a kid's movie, up. right? Just gave mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so dark. It's weird because like, but I, there's a Toy Story four, so I don't want to spoil yeah. it for you, but they, <laughs> but they survive. Yeah, there are yeah. there are things that I've watched with my daughter, who is now 15, and and <laughs> but you know when she was little, and we'll be watching them together, and I'll be welling up, and she's like, what, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Hmm. Like, why, 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 this is not a big deal, right?" Oh, yeah. And you look at it and go, "Why am I crying right now?" And to me. I, I, this is kind of where I want to take the conversation, if you don't mind, is why is it, as men, <laughs> we have a hard time with this? Or at least, I mean, right now we're sitting around three guys who are comfortable talking about crying, right? Yeah. But there are certain male settings where, no, I'm not crying. I'm not going to cry. I'm a man. Yeah, and yeah. I, that is a travesty to me. <laughs> it is. It, it that is a sad state of affairs. Just, where as a man, you can't cry because men don't cry. Yeah, like I should be able to watch Fresh Prince with my buddies and just cry <laughs> and cry. I guess that's and a, not run out of the room. Sorry, guys. But you, right? so that's a that's so that's a really that's a really good point. So the funny thing is, if like if. You only really feel bad about tearing up if you're around your boys. Like if you're if you're around your boys and you're watching something, like you that's when you're like fighting it. I feel like at least. Yeah, if you're with a girl and you start crying, you're probably going to get lit. Yeah. Like you she don't really saw a sensitive side. <laughs> yeah. That's that's fair. Or with your kid, you don't really give a shit cuz it's like whatever. Like it's my kid, like I can I can I'm at home, I can be myself, but I think there is a thing like but except though there's an exception to this rule. Let's so if I'm let's say game seven Stanley Cup finals, I'm at a sports bar and the Leafs are ten seconds away from lifting the cup. Don't worry, it's never gonna happen. But l- hypothetically, use your imagination here. Now you're gonna make Mark cry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like I I if 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 I witness the the if I witness that happening yes. with my friends, oh I'm that's I'm crying like a little bit. You're gonna cry. Oh yeah, and we all will. 
Yeah. We we all will. Like it's blue fucking tears. <laughs> yeah. See, now that's funny because uh, my experience is different. I don't have as difficult a time mm. crying around other men as I do in front of women or my kids. There, I have a bigger problem with it, or it, it, it's not a problem with it. I, you know, it is what it is. I'm going to cry because I feel like crying right now, but I feel more guarded about that around women and children than wow. I do other <laughs> men. And may, maybe I'm unique in that way, but it does. It, 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 I think the whole thing, the whole conversation that we have or we're having is speaks to the male condition. <laughs> as to what's acceptable, quote unquote, as a male. Women are allowed to cry. Women cry, right? Like that. My it's wife a, does. It, she's it, like a robot. It's a, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, she is a robot. Oh, God, she's One a time She didn't. Her she's eyes got rusted. <laughs> <laughs> I tell her that all the time. By the way, you do know that this, <laughs> this gets shared she's like around. Data she, from she'll, she'll hear this, generation. right? She's data. Oh, my God. <laughs> But no, it does, it does speak to the male condition <laughs> that we have to have this conversation. And it's great that we're having this conversation, right. gentlemen, yeah, about agree. crying. Mm. It, 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 it's, 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 this is not a male-female thing. This is a human thing, mm. right? Mm -hmm. We all cry. We cry. All, we, yeah. It's, it's beneficial, man. It's uh, good for you. Yeah, you, you definitely feel... Like a weight is off your shoulders once you get it. It's like sure, it's man. lethargic, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Yeah. It but, is, it, it's a healthy thing. Well, I think, I think it's, it's definitely healthier than holding it in, you know? If there's anybody, and by the way, I'm smoking during our podcast. It's wonderful. Isn't it great? <laughs> Seriously. It's cool, eh? Freaking awesome. Yeah. Okay. So if there's, if there's anyone, this I, I podcast feel. podcast is brought to you by players. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by lung cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Killing podcast hosts for generations. So uh, 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 if, if there's a group of, uh, uh, of people that I feel really bad for, it's our dad's and their dads and their dads, because I believe that they came from, I, 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 I'm a Gen Xer. I was born in 1970. And I think I am just on the cusp of the first generation of men that were allowed to cry. Yeah. Were allowed to cry. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. My dad, his dad and his dad's dad were all, no, men don't cry. And that makes me want to cry. Which is weird because it, 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 physically they still have to. So it's it's mm, odd. Like, right. you spend a lot of fucking time no, crying it, when there's no one around. Right. Like, just, <laughs> just right. getting it all yeah, out. Yeah, you must wonder. Like, I wonder about my dad. Cigar, like, gonna, no smoking. No, no how crying. How much time that those men must have spent, like, by themselves. Yeah. <laughs> driving the Studebaker to work. <laughs> driving their Studebaker and, like, wallowing. <laughs> In absolute grief and sorrow because they're not allowed to just openly do it and get it out of the fucking way. Yeah. Just get it out of the way. Let it go. It's an emotional release like laughter or anger or anything else. If you're going to cry, mm. guys, guys, if you're listening and you have a hard time with crying, cry. Yeah. <laughs> let it go. And it's it's all good. Yeah. Right? I wonder if people that don't cry a lot also don't laugh a lot, though. Hmm. Like, if they just kind of stay right in the middle. Like, did your dad and granddad laugh a lot? Or were they always just like... Like, my grandfather didn't laugh at all. Like, he just... Like, he was That's that grandfather who just sat on the chair in the corner and you... 
didn't even really talk to him. He was hmm. French, so I couldn't understand anything he was saying anyway. But I mean, and he just never laughed, never cried, obviously, but never laughed. So I just wonder. Yeah, just wow. ice cold. I feel like so much of being That's a really good question. Yeah, like so, if you That's shut yourself off. off from that one emotion, are you automatically predestined to shut yourself off from the rest? Yeah, because crying's a big one. It is. It's. It's. Yeah. It's. It's essential. I mean, fucking being alive is like tragic sometimes, and like you can't just sure. shut yourself off to to the to the ups and downs of it. And if you do, you'll just eat yourself up inside. It's just the truth of it. So it's like you, if you don't allow yourself to be sad or be happy, it's like what are you then? Yeah. Like you're just you're you're just a fucking stone walking through floating through your life, you know? Uh, my wife just walked yeah. in. Hey, baby. How hey. was dinner? Podcast is going on. By the way, uh, have you met Mark? No. No? Hi. That's How Amanda. You? How are you? There's Mark. So we're just mm-hmm. talking about uh, guys crying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mark just said, I'm pretty sure if you start crying in front of your girl, you're going to get laid. <laughs> so, Language of love. <laughs> Hang on. I'm going to pull a nose hair. Yeah. <laughs> so glad to see you. <laughs> nah, it's not going to work. Did you guys have anything else to talk about uh, in crying? Did you need to add to that? Or did you want to move on oh, to... I'm good. I'm, yeah. I'm good with we'll it. Cry it out later. Good yeah. With it. All right. So that's there item, was, there item two on the weekly three. It's safe to say that there were a lot of tears at the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> uh, look at Captain Segway over here. <laughs> there were a lot of tears at the Kentucky Derby. Why would that be? Well, uh, because instant replay, I contend, is killing the universe. Hmm. As much as not crying is killing the universe, instant replay is killing the universe. It is. It is. It is a soul-sucking bitch it's of a beast. Ruining fucking sports, that's it, for sure. It, sports yeah. or any competition or anything in particular is um, it, it has taken away our ability to just accept that sometimes things don't go the way you want them to. It just it happens. It just happens. So the Kentucky Derby goes down. The favorite. The absolute favorite wins the race first to the post, but crosses into the lane of the second place horse, possibly makes contact. We have 45 minutes to 60 minutes. I don't even know how long it was. I was sitting there watching it going, holy shit. But I mean, it's the Kentucky Derby. It's the biggest horse race of the year. One of the biggest gambling events of the year. It's like the Super Bowl where a lot of people have a lot riding on this, so we need to make sure we get it right. But even when they get it right, for someone, it's not right. There, instant replay has is, is stolen us our ability to just throw our arms up in the air and say, sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. You know? <laughs> instant replay... Uh, is it, and it it takes away from the thrill of watching a game when you got a game or an event or anything where you, and I I guess we are sort of aiming towards sports and if you guys have another example of where instant replay is 
Well, I think sports, sports is sports is sports a great sports is a great and analogy. I look, at, I look at football. You know, I mean, being one where it's like, I, I play fantasy football, so I'm. You know, I mean, I see a guy score a touchdown, and I'm like, yes, uh, there's a fucking flag on the mm. field. That's what instant replay is. It's that constant flag on the field of life. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's all stop <laughs> and look at this from 97 angles because there's 97 cameras on right? everything that is going on. Let's stop time to make sure that we got that one moment in time right. So let's ruin the next 45 minutes of time to make sure one second yeah. is right. And yeah. It's just, I think, well, I mean, well, there's a, it's, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence because I think, you know, from the Kentucky Derby example, there's a lot of money at stake. And, and, and if you have a lot of money at stake, you kind of have to do instant replay. I can see that argument where like, it's, it's, if it's a difference between the clean cut winner winning or the, the 65 to one guy winning that, that can, that, that's, that can change people's lives. And it probably did change a lot of people's lives. Yeah, over the course of it. God. Yeah. Like, yeah. Can you imagine all the people who are sitting there for 45 to 60 minutes with a ticket in their hand because they just said, fuck it, let $50 or a hundred dollars or a thousand or a hundred thousand, whatever the amount might be. Yeah. Let it ride on the long shot. Mm-hmm. Sitting there and waiting, but I also hey, not just that. Think about the people that when that first horse crossed were like fuck, and they ripped their ticket, and then it got <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Fuck. Right. Picking up all the pieces like damn, oh, damn it. Holy shit! Why did I bet on the long shot? <laughs> that's yeah. a good point. <laughs> that's a great. point. That's a really good point. There's that's definitely happened. Oh, that definitely happened to at least at one person. Yeah. Yeah. To yeah. me, though, like when it comes to sports, to me. We, 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 the best of the best, that's what we turn out to watch. Mm-hmm. We turn out to watch the best hockey, football, basketball, baseball, soccer, whatever, name your sport. We watch the best. I don't want to watch E-League. I want to watch the, the best of the best. The guys who are officiating these games, contests, whatever the case may be, are the best of the best. You don't get to be an NFL, an NHL referee. You don't get to be a Major League Baseball umpire by going, eh, might be a ball, mm. <laughs> right? Like you have you have honed your craft and now your craft has been taken from you. Yeah. Your ability to make a call just based on what you see because you have been watching this long enough to know what a ball or a strike is to know what a tripping penalty is to know what goalie interference is to know what uh, a hit to the head on a quarterback you name it to know what that is and to watch it happen in real time and go nope nope that didn't happen that's not a penalty or that's a penalty that should be left to the referee. Yeah. And uh, to me, that has always been a part of the allure of sports and, and competition. Never mind sports, of competition, of us versus them, you versus me. Sometimes it's got to go to an arbitrator. Leave it to the arbitrator who is there watching it. Instead of scrutinizing what their judgment is by watching it from 97 different cam- camera angles going, oh, well, no, no, maybe that happened here. And making people wait an agonizingly long time to figure out what's right and what's wrong. And in the end, like with the Kentucky Derby, like with the Charlie McAvoy hit last night in the Bruins game, like with the Columbus goal that went off the mesh and came back down on mm-hmm. the ice and Columbus scored, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes shit happens and people get the wrong call. 
unfortunately, replay has taken our our ability to just accept bad call. Yeah, I just th- just accept it. Suck it up. I think like human error makes sports interesting, and and for the most part, right? Yeah, and for the most part, instant replay, uh, especially like from what Mark said, like football is a perfect example. It ruins the enjoyment of the game. You're you're sitting around waiting, just watching bullshit. I mean, it's a slow sport in its own right, and you still have to sit around for five minutes waiting. For, and, and they have it down to a science. Those guys better than any other sport. Probably. I see that challenge flag come out, and I'm like, okay, I can go take a dump now because yeah. it's, well, this is going to be another ten minutes. I will say this, and you know, I mean, I'm I'm I don't want to say I'm against it because I I do think that there are instances where. It is important. And I think back to a couple years ago in baseball. I can't remember the pitcher's name, but he was one out away from a fucking no hitter. And the guy hit the I ball right this. back to him. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. He literally threw it to first bay. And he had that guy out by five or ten seconds. And the umpire and the called next him day. safe. And the, it, the umpire the next day is on, like, and on t- crying yeah. and apologizing. Going back to crying. And he cost it, it, that guy a no hitter. I cost this guy a no hitter. Now, here's the thing I think that that stigma of an umpire or a referee not being able to change their mind is silly. Yeah. If an umpire sees something and he's like, you know, I mean, your first reaction is safe. Oh, shit. Oh, no, I made a mistake. Mm. He was out. You should be able to do that without having, because that would then make it so that. You don't have to go to replay because a lot of times these umpires are having their calls overturned anyway, so they're wrong, and it's just... So maybe, is that the answer? Is it that you can have instant replay, but at least allow the guy who is judging what the instant replay means, at least let it be the the guy who made the call in the first place. Yeah, like say to the guy, right? say, to the, yeah. say to the first base ump, was he safe or was he out? Uh, you know what? I fucked up. He was, he was, he was yeah. out. If cool. I make a shitty call as an NHL ref in San Jose, I got some guy in Toronto telling me I made the wrong yeah. call. So why can't I just, I'm Let the, the first, ref. I'm the guy yeah. on the fucking ice. I made the Let call. Let me check that. Let me look at that. Yeah. Yeah. The optics of a referee going back on his own decision, though, would be really difficult moving forward in that particular game. Like you would, if you, if you double check, like if you, like I get like in, in realistically, that would be perfect, but a lot of these referees are probably like, no, like I've been eating bullshit from these players for my whole life. I'm going <laughs> to stand my ground, and then they just won't do it. Like they'll, they're like a lot of these guys are really proud, and if you're like, you have a reputation for waffling on calls, like they're not going to give you the playoff games. You sure know what enough. I mean? It's just real, unrealistic. Sure like realistically, no, though, you, no, you, in practice, like it, like practically, it would work. Like that makes so it makes so much sense, but there's like the pride of it that I just don't know how it would look. I, it would be weird, you know. Like, yeah. do you imagine Carrie you know, Carrie Frazier? Do you ever imagine him going back on one of his own calls, like that yeah. ref with the the, the hair? Yeah, he didn't. There's no fucking way. <laughs> Kresge, <laughs> the ref yeah, no the, way. Kresge did high stick him. Oops. Yeah. Win the cup. Yeah. There's right. no That's the there's way. No, I thought it was going to happen that yeah, year. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Should have happened. Should have happened. You're right. Yeah. You're Actually, right. can I say one quick story about Carrie uh, Frazier? I used to live in Sarnia, and I was hanging out at a friend's house, and uh, we were talking about Leafs and whatnot. And I, his uh, grandmother was there, and I was like, Ah, oh, fucking Carrie Frazier, <laughs> asshole, the time. 
It was his his mom. Oh, <laughs> she's like Carrie Fraser's my son. He, I didn't realize Carrie Fraser was from Sarnia. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, can I have your autograph, yeah. ma'am? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did she have all? Did she also have a great head of hair? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. And she high stick me in the face. Didn't call it, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My name's Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown. Yeah. We're Black Sheep Radio, yeah. and we are honored and pleased to have our guest, Mark Lefave here. So much fun, man. So Dude, when's the last great. time you were on a microphone? Uh, I think it was uh, signing off of a country station in Niagara, uh-huh. if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah, how long ago is that? Uh, a couple years. Uh, what's today? What's the date? <sighs> today is May 7th. May 7th. May 7th. Okay. So, yeah, I've been, well, uh, May, I'm a year and four days from wow. the last time on a radio microphone. Oh, you just passed your anniversary, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Happy anniversary yeah, to me. I didn't send you. And uh, Buddy Boy still has a gig. Yeah. You fucker. Yeah. But the, that's the, th- the, th- but the thing is, is that- I'd like to get paid? Just- oh. It's it's not as it's not as fulfilling as you'd imagine. You know what I mean? Like it's uh, it's Fuck nice it. to have a it's Trade nice. You. <laughs> and no, it's nice to get it's it's nice to have a gig. I'm not on the air. Um, so like one of the things is just sure. like you know I go behind the scenes because I felt like it was a little less volatile. You know? Yeah. What do you, you do? Really know. I'm I'm the creative director, so I do like advertising and like like digital social media stuff and cool. and now I'm yeah like it's 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 fun it's it's a little independent radio station so uh, you I do write production commercials? And write commercials produce okay. them voice them all that stuff you know I have an idea for our next episode of Black Sheep Radio yeah what you make got make up the most ludicrous product you could possibly want to have advertised and challenge this man right here to write your commercial that's fantastic sweet that's not an easy gig dude no, I know, I know it's not. Yeah, it's it, the, see the thing no, is, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not easy. But I've so I, I worked at Bell uh, in Hamilton for a bit, and sure. and it was crazy um, there because we were writing for um, uh, seventeen radio stations while we were there. So we had three people because it's radio; they're cutting costs, right? Yeah. yeah. No, so, <laughs> do they do that in radio? Yeah, yeah. No way, really. Yeah, I, think I was on in six markets oh, at once. Shit, I <laughs> have no idea. Yeah. So, so that that ex- definitely extends to the creative department, right? So, like, we were right. Yeah, we were writing for seventeen radio stations. I would, right. I would be for like this is like. I was probably a year and a half into the career mm-hmm. and I was writing five commercials a day. You know what I mean? For like five independent branding commercials a day, like on average. Right. So it got to the point where it's like you do that every day. And there's no secret. It's like you just do it every day and then you just turn into a machine. And like now at this point, it's like it doesn't. Do you know what I mean? It's like I was there for two years. Um, they're still doing really good stuff. They actually won a couple crystals a couple, two nights ago or so, gold. And a crystal award for those who don't know is... Yeah, it's a, it's a radio award. It's like a really prestigious radio creative award. And, like all uh, those ones over there on the mantle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, never mind. That's an yes. like old karate trophy. <laughs> <laughs> those are my dick awards over there. Right. Smallest. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those are the tiny ones. That's right. No, man. Like, uh, yeah, yeah it, it is not an easy job. No, yeah, it's not. It's not an easy job. Yeah. I, like, I, I, I have a friend who had to do a, a radio remote, a live on location for a place called Pots, Pots, Pots. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The, 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 you'll, the segments you'll, write themselves. You'll yeah. never guess what they sold there. <laughs> yeah. And that's all they sold. Jesus. And it's four hours of Pots, Pots, Pots. 
how do you sell that? How do you write a commercial for something that has been written? You know, like car, car something is as, as sexy as a car. That's not an easy yeah. gig. So yeah. congrats, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah, the, for for what, what my trick a lot of times for writing commercial is you find like like a parallel. So like if you're if you're writing for like a uh, like pots, for example. Yes. You have like a you try to come up with a link between like pots and what they do with something outside of pots. So it's 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 a little abstract, but I, would, right? I yeah. So yeah. You, but, but you would need to yeah. You 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 develop a method. It's not as like what's what's nice about it though is for most people the idea of sitting down and writing a radio commercial is like Chinese to them. Sure. Do you know what I mean? So like because I know how to do it, I like people think I'm like this great mystic and I'm able to do it, but it's not. It's just it's just practice. Like there's no Still secret think you're to a it. Great message. <laughs> Thanks, man. I really do. <laughs> this is a lot of fun, though, buddy. All right. Uh, okay. So um, so that's our weekly three. That was cool. We have covered uh, we've covered Mulberry and police. We've covered instant replay. Yeah. We, we've cried. Yeah. Um, let's go to housekeeping here. Sure. And things that we can look forward to. And I'm going to put this on the list right now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to throw this out there. Uh, and Mark, maybe you can answer this quickly now. Uh, well, don't don't feel rushed. Uh, what, something that you do now for a living that people wouldn't know is really fucking hard. Mm. Try writing a commercial. Mm. Yeah. Try writing a commercial. I yeah. served. I served in uh, somebody. Uh, somebody will Ooh. go. <laughs> I could write a commercial in a heartbeat. Well, guess what? I've got a client down the hall who wants a commercial written and produced in thirty minutes. And want, is going to spend a lot of money on this commercial and wants a message that he feels or she feels is going to convey their yeah. product in the best possible way. And I need it now. And they yeah. want and they want to voice it. And they, yeah. and they, and they want to voice it. Yeah. And they have a stutter. Yeah. And they stutter. Yeah. I put, 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 pots. Pots. I'm getting fucking. Right. So you've yeah. got that down the hall. You didn't know that that's not an easy part of writing a commercial. Yeah. So. What are you doing now? Do you want to talk about it or? Uh, I can talk about what I'm doing now. And jo- jobs sure. I've had in the past, serving and bartending is one that I think a lot of people don't think of being very difficult. And it's, uh, I can tell you right now, if you can serve or bartend, and I will say, if you can serve or bartend at a place like an Eastside Mario's, mm. where it's unlimited salad and unlimited soup and unlimited bread for nine fucking dollars and the kids are eating for free, if you can do that, you can do any job for the you rest of your life. You are a walking, talking god. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For less than minimum wage. Yeah, yes, they're yes. making tips. Shout out uh, to servers at Eastside oh, Mario's. Servers in general. That's that's a tough, tough gig. Yeah. Uh, restaurant manager as well is very tough. What I'm doing right now is uh, mortgage agent. And um, being a mortgage agent is difficult enough. Uh, it's difficult for people to get a mortgage. So then obviously it becomes difficult for me to be a mortgage agent for people. So. Selflessly mm. plug yourself. Go no, ahead. yeah, by all no. means. No, no, shamelessly whore yourself. Mission 35, buddy. Uh, I mean, anybody that's uh, that's looking, I uh, do it. <laughs> I, yeah. I do it. I get okay. you money. I do you have refinance. a website or something? Uh, you can go to mission35.com, uh, dot I believe is their their website. I've got a Facebook page and all that kind of stuff. Okay. But cool. um, yeah, it's... Uh, or maybe you don't want to be associated with Black Sheep Radio at all. And he's like, no, please don't. No, it's actually, me. as I said, it's uh, it's fun. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Because it because it is such a local thing, and I know you guys are, are focused on local in Hamilton, it's uh, it's tough for, for people. And there's a lot of people in it's Hamilton. It's a tough go, man. There's a lot of people in Hamilton that are having a tough go as I well. Yeah. Um, the price of houses have 
very expensive. There's people that can't afford. There's people that are living in houses that can't afford to. So uh, I try my best to help them out. I'm training to sell cars right now. Mm. And I'll tell you, like, I mean, there's uh, we're in Upper James at John Bear. And it's, you know, up and down the street, there's like 10 different dealerships within Mm -hmm. 30 minutes. Mm. Yep. And everybody makes a nice car now. Try Try and sell a car. Right. Morning radio. Same thing. You know, you just had a bad day the day before, but you better show up at 530 with a smile on you. Oh, wait, no, back up 330 with a smile on your face. Like it's there is a great deal of misunderstanding. My wife does a very tough job. She's got a tough job, man. Everybody's got a tough job. There's something. So that is something that I would love to hit on for our next episode is just make the world aware without sounding like you're bitching about it because we all have to work for a living. Right? Yeah. Everybody's got to make. Everybody's got to make their nut. And for sure. And there's a lot of people I'm sure that look at maybe like you know, a job like you have with radio and think, oh, that I had that would be that yeah you know, that you have that would be uh, fantastic. That that, it that was. would be a fucking breeze. Mm. But I'm I'll not tell you, lie. It yeah, was fantastic. I've done it as well. And just like every other job, there are things that piss you off at right. any job that you have. It doesn't matter. I did uh, volunteering for AM640, and I was at Leaf Games. Uh, I think mm. I went to about 25 yeah, Leaf yeah. Games, sitting up in the gone. And there were still some Tuesdays where I was like, I don't want to fucking drive to yeah. Toronto. Yeah, I'm, and that was go- I'm game. on the gondola watching. Yeah, the I still game, went, right? obviously, but right. Yeah, every job, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Uh, I worked the board for the Ticats a couple seasons um, for the radio broadcast. Same yeah. idea. Like I, I would go up there and I would be like, "Fuck!" Like I'd rather just be having a beer on my patio right now, <laughs> yeah. realistically, watching the game. Two months on before my TV. it was your dream job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's funny how that exactly. works. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I would love to open up that conversation great... where it's like, "Wow, I have this wicked job, and everybody thinks it's a wicked job, or it's an easy job." Or, wow, there's so much cool about what you do. Mm-hmm. But hang on. There is something that you don't understand. This is a job. Yeah. And it's really not cool. easy. And I I would, I personally, I don't know about you guys, Chris, mm. I, I'd love to hear about that. That's a, I think there's I a great it. deal of, uh, of um, there's a great lack of understanding about what we do for a living. To bring home the bacon and, and, you know, all the other cliches to actually do what we do isn't necessarily easy and isn't necessarily fun. No. And, there, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people that that have to go through a lot of bullshit that aren't celebrated on a regular basis for going through that bullshit either, you know? Like serving at Eastside Mario's, like you wouldn't think. Like I mean, I'm I I I have so much respect for servers because I, I just haven't I, I couldn't comprehend how difficult that would be, but even I don't even understand the half of it. Like I I could ima- I couldn't imagine what that would be like. That would like it'd be I'd be a fool to even pretend to know what that would be. I've like. done it. It's not an easy oh. gang. Yeah, it's not now that I'm an not, easy. Now gang. that I'm not in it, it's. Mm. It's like being a firefighter that just jumped up, jumped out of a um, building on fire, just staying on the sidewalk and watching the fucking thing burn. Mm. <laughs> Have fun on Friday. Yeah. Enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. Mm, where's my marshmallows? Wow. Um, actors who grow on you, gentlemen. Oh yeah, that was from the last one. Yep. So I couldn't. You caught me off guard with the other the, the last time you brought it up because I I didn't see it coming. Actors who um, grow on you, yeah. or actresses, or or, or musicians, or yeah. whatever. Artists who grow on you. Where I now don't like that. Can't, oh wait a minute. Jeez, yeah. they've done this and they've done that, and kind of warming up to. Leo DiCaprio was mine. Yeah, he's was been never he's, a fan of Leo DiCaprio, awesome but now uh, huge I huge fan. That guy. Huge, I love that. Huge yeah, fan. Beauty. Never oh. liked Leo DiCaprio for a long, long time. And now I'm like, 
Okay. Titanic, Leo DiCaprio. Love not it. not a fan. All of them. Mm. Love not it. a fan. Gilbert Grape, all the way back to it. Mm. Like really? Growing Pains. Like, I love him on Growing Pains. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Cool. All Absolutely. right. But if there was, like, Indecent one? Proposal, he'd be my Indecent Proposal. <laughs> 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 not for him and my wife. Chris, what's yeah. yours? You uh, got Ryan Gosling. Oh, that's really? not bad. Yeah, because okay. I because he was on like a bunch of shows that like I what was he on like some some fucking I, I mean he was a he was a, a Disney kid yep. like, from the young age he was a dancer and all this right. stuff and I'm like I don't buy it I don't buy it he does all these indie movies and I was like whatever uh, and then a friend of mine turned me on to some of his earlier movies like the the Believer <laughs> the and like the, the I didn't, I just saw the Notebook. <laughs> I just saw the notebook actually about oh about a year ago. Wow. Yeah. Speaking of crying. Hey yeah. guys, yeah, you have a hard time admitting you've cried. Yeah. Admit you've watched yeah. the notebook. But he's unreal. He's I unreal. know you're not a fan, but Will Smith. And the reason I say oh. Will Smith is if you think of like Will Smith wearing neon in season one of Fresh Prince, and then you think of Will Smith talking to his son in pr- the pursuit of happiness. That's a pretty I'll big give it a That's shot. a pretty big switch. Yeah. I know he's not he's not going to be the greatest genie of all time or anything like that oh in Aladdin. God. He's not meant to be. He's he's Will Smith. All right, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I loved um I haven't seen Pursuit of Happiness, oh. so shame on me for sure. It's got um, some of those moments in it yeah. where you're just like uh, The the right Legend here. of Bagger Vance. Have you seen that movie? Uh, nope. No, that one is that is one I have not. It's good. It's is good. It? Oh, oh it's so Sick. good. It's um, uh, Matt. I thought you were da- gonna shit on it. There. No, 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 no. Matt Damon. Matt Damon is a professional golfer that's lost his swing, and and, uh, and and Will Smith is like a ghost that like. Oh, well, maybe he's not. He's like his caddy or whatever, and he like helps him like redevelop his his swing it's just really cool it's just a golf movie i don't so know if you golf will, but will smith is a is a ghost no he's not he's i i can't remember what it was because it's kind of been a while but he's he's like a he's like his caddy he just like shows up and like helps him figure out how to it's a sports movie and it's about this guy that was like yeah it's good but okay at any point it's real good during during the whole movie and the mm-hmm. whole development of the plot yeah were there a couple of guys who were up to no good who started making trouble in his neighborhood? Um, I don't know. I feel like Matt Damon started making trouble in his neighborhood at one point. But all right, this is Black Sheep Radio. Yeah. I'm Ben McVie. That's Chris Brown and Mark Lefave. Thank Thanks you for so having much. Me, You're the man, dude. Yeah, awesome. it's good. so good seeing you on a microphone yeah. again. Oh, it's been fantastic. It's been a good time. I, I've had an absolute blast. Yeah. It's been it's, it's been a gets real more treat. fun every week, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to fuck it up some some way next week. <laughs> I'll be sure to <laughs> give, do that. Give yeah, him, give him time, everybody. In the meantime, be well. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks, Mark, for uh, being a part of it. It was, yeah, it was a real pleasure. Yeah, dude. All right, see you guys. See.